Give me a go, no go for launch. Hey everybody, this is the Almost Sideways podcast. I am your regular host, Terry Plucknett, but I am not your host today. Today we have a very special treat as we have been looking at some ways to kind of broaden what we do with the Almost Sideways podcast, find some some side projects to add to the to the podcast, and this is our first one. Um, this is uh, a new uh, project uh, that is going to be hosted by Adam Daly. Adam Daly is the uh, the fourth member of the Almost Sideways team. He guests occasionally on the Almost Sideways podcast on our regular episodes. Uh, we try and guess his uh, his power rankings lists every time, uh, and I always fail miserably. Anyways, uh, he is starting his own kind of offshoot uh, podcast that um, I'm calling Daily Notes, uh, hosted by Adam Daly. Now, uh, I haven't okayed that name with him yet, but that's what I'm calling it, Daily Notes. And uh, it's going to be just a part of our regular Almost Sideways feed. So if you subscribe to the Almost Sideways podcast, you'll get uh, the Daily Notes. This will be done periodically. Not quite sure how often yet. Uh, Whenever Adam has a chance to to put something up, uh, we're going to have a new Daily Note. Um, but yeah, if you, uh, subscribe, want to subscribe to, uh, to get Adam's, uh, episodes, just subscribe to the Almost Sideways podcast and you'll get all of them. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's going to be talking about all sorts of different things. Uh, today, I believe he is reviewing a video game, uh, which is something you would definitely not hear on the regular episodes of, uh, of Almost Sideways. So it's, it's nice to have that, that, uh, the different side of what we could be doing as a part of the Almost Sideways podcast. So, without further ado, I'm going to hand it over to Adam and take it away. We are go for launch. Hello and welcome to the Almost Sideways podcast. I am your host for this episode. My name is Adam Daly. Yes, I am not Terry, Zach, or Todd. Don't change the station. This is still going to be a very fun episode of Almost Sideways. This is kind of a bonus episode, a test run, if you will. I wanted to dive into something I recently just played on the PlayStation 4, and that is The Last of Us Part 2. Before we dive into that that game that was really pretty epic, I want to plug, obviously, where you can find us here on any podcast stream make sure you guys are following us on pandora itunes spotify or stitcher or wherever you guys listen to podcasts make sure you guys let us know what you think about the shows give us a thumbs up a rating a a star rating whatever the whatever the rating system is for those programs make sure you help us out by supporting us by spending a couple seconds and just rating us there also want to plug the twitter page as well and that is you can follow us at almost sideways on twitter and also if you have any questions about future episodes or where you listen to podcasts we're not there yet reach out to terry his his uh, twitter handle is at almost terry i want to dive into this last of us part two game for this episode and this is coming a little different you know we usually talk about movies here in the podcast but i thought this game was really kind of divisive this is kind of but I've heard online The Last Jedi or Star Wars The Last Jedi of video games this year. And something really struck me when I was playing this. And I could definitely understand why people were kind of divisive on it. I'll dive into my review, uh, my thoughts pretty quickly, actually. But I will also will try to keep the first part of it spoiler-free. Because it 
recently just came out. It came out in June. I don't want to dive too much, just in case there are some people out there that haven't played it, but I will let you know when I start diving into those spoilers. But as tradition goes on the Almost Sideways podcast, we have to start off with our first segment, and that is What Are We Drinking? Oh man, there's a beverage here! Because I am talking about a video game, I have my good old Mountain Dew at my side. I'm going to be drinking a Mountain Dew really early in the morning, but it's, it's all good because this is a lot of fun conversation to be having here. Also, want to plug in that the next episode of the movie, the movie-related content, will be happy recorded this weekend as well. Uh, the guys will be diving into the new VOD release directed by Dave Franco, and that is The Rental. I'm really looking forward to checking out their thoughts on that film, and also checking out the film myself. I know that it is streaming on Amazon, and also they are going to be giving you guys the top ten movie deaths of the decade, the last 2010s breaking out another 2010s list there. So really excited stuff coming to the podcast really t- relatively soon. So with all that out of the way, all that uh, mumbo-jumbo, let's dive into The Last of Us, Part 2. I know you wish things were different. I wish things were different. Ellie! I'm leaving tomorrow. To do this smart, we'd be leaving Jackson vulnerable. So they just get to get away with this? How'd you find us? You can't stop this. Well, this game came out in June 19th. 2020 from the studio of Naughty Dog. Now, I really love Naughty Dog games. They've brought us, obviously, the Crash Bandicoot games and also the Uncharted series. Now, Uncharted, I really love all the Uncharted games. And as a guy who has a PlayStation, I do try to go for those platinum trophies. And I have platinums, platinumed the entire... Uh, I have platinumed Uncharted 2 and Uncharted 3, also Uncharted Lost Legacy. I have a really hard time with multiplayer achievements so uncharted 4 probably won't get platinum i have to i have a couple more trophies to get in for uncharted drake's fortune which is the very first game in the franchise for uncharted i really love that that game nathan drake's a fantastic character but what are their more um popular i guess i I would say franchises now is the last of us the last of us came the first game came out in june 14th 2013 so seven years ago this game came out where we follow joel and ellie as they journeyed across the united states to get it's basically a big long escort mission but it also has a lot of heart to it a lot of uh, character depth really interesting stuff that happens it's a post-apocalyptic world where zombies are roman clickers or uh click there's clickers there's the uh i remember i mean all the um uh, different creatures what they're called but you know they're trying to escort joel is trying to escort ellie to the fireflies so that because she's immune to the the virus so they're going to make a cure for um for the world using ellie and there's some big traumatic events that do happen in that game that have repercussions to the last of us part two 
Now, my first take, before I really dived into playing The Last of Us Part 2, I, I didn't get the game for two weeks after it came out. And what I have, what I remember seeing and hearing a lot online was a lot of people were divisive on this film, or this this game, I rather. Like I said, Star Wars: The Last Jedi was the one that everybody was kind of making comparisons to because either you loved that movie or you hated the movie, and there's a lot of hate for this game and for a couple of decisions. And we'll dive into that in the spoiler section. Uh, but. It was really polarizing, some of the reviews. Some people were giving it like fours, like really low numbers. People were saying it was masterpieces, like it's probably as good as the first game. And so I was really was like, okay, well, regardless, I'm, I'm going for the platinum. It has a pretty easy platinum uh, like trophy list, so you don't really have to beat it on the hardest difficulty. You just have to collect a bunch, a bunch of stuff and upgrade all the weapons and all that kind of stuff. So... If you're a platinum, or if you're going for the, if you're a trophy hunter rather, you're gonna have a lot of fun going for that trophy list. It was uh, really fun to conquer and collect a lot of the stuff and dive into more of the backstory of this world. But for this game, about a couple months before it came out, there was a big old leak that happened. A lot of spoilers came out, and everything was true. I didn't, I knew that the, the, this leak happened from a Naughty Dog employee who was disgruntled. Immediately, what was in those leaks, people absolutely just trashed online. They were calling it like calling for people's jobs. They were death threats. It was it was so ridiculous and crazy. People were just hating the game before it even came out because of quote unquote agenda pushing. That's what people said. They that they were pushing agendas. And what I mean by that is that you know there is uh, our girl main girl Ellie who we play through for the most of the game uh, you know is in a relationship with another female which is p- perfectly fine it's not a big deal it's just it's just a relationship it's not a big huge thing there was also a spoiler for a person that died I will not give that out here I will tell that later in the spoiler section and you also play as another female named Abby and you are playing um, that character hunting down Ellie, in a sense. Now, I could say that that necessarily isn't true for the entire gameplay, but we'll dive more into that in a second. So all this hate and backlash before the game even releases, it was definitely wasn't going to live up to expectations for a lot of people, and a lot of people weren't even going to play just based off the hate that it was already receiving. A lot of craziness, man. I don't get get people getting so frustrated. It's just a game, but that's also me uh, from a 31-year-old's perspective on things. My gaming time, I don't have a whole lot of time for it. Like right now, Fridays are my day off where I'm just at home and I'm able to dive more into games. And so I, this game, it's it's what? It's, it's July 31st right now. This game came out over a month ago. I'm just now talking about it, just not beat it in... You know, I'm I'm late to the party on talking about it, but who cares? I wanted to share my thoughts and opinion on it, so I really didn't go into it with having any expectations. I kind of figured that I would probably like this game. I really do like a lot of the Naughty Dogs productions, and also a lot of the story takes pl- about ninety percent of this game takes place in Seattle, and that's where I'm. I originate from Seattle. I do I have a, a route up in Seattle with my job and. So a lot of the 
some of the big set pieces or big places that you visit in this game actually have drove by or have actually been inside of that building. So it was really cool to see uh, that coordination with that. So let's talk some of my big pause. Actually, let's briefly tell a story, non-spoilery. So based off the events of The Last of Us Part 1, it takes place a couple years later. You're, you're located in Jackson, Wyoming. And, you know, Ellie and Joel are kind of having a disagreement about something that happened in the first game, which plays heavily into this story. And, you know, they're doing their normal day-to-day things. And there's this other group, though, that is hunting for Joel because of his actions at the end of the first game, which he, uh, well, it's been, it was seven years ago, so I'll spoil that game here. You know, Joel basically found out that to create this cure, they would have to kill Ellie, and he didn't want to lose Ellie, so he basically <laughs> fired his way, shot his way through this hospital to get to Ellie. And one of the people that he kills is Abby's father. And Abby is the person that is very frustrated with Joel. And so she leads a party to go and uh, go after him as well. So, and then there's the whole big revenge where Ellie just does not like that and goes after uh, goes after Abby. And, and it takes place in that um, up in Seattle. So uh, there's a bunch of like revenge uh, plot here and for the most part it was very entertaining i do find some nitpicks here where the story seemed a little slow in the middle where there's just basically it's going back and forth and doing a lot of different like exploration stuff but that's what you know Nani doug really does well they they tell these good pretty much linear stories where they have a lot of detail into the environments as well as uh, a lot of sp- a lot of collectibles that give you a lot of backstory to the environment and the people living in that environment to feel make it feel grounded and real and that's something i really did appreciate in this game i thought it was fantastic the uh, voice work from the cast was another thing that was really top-notch in this game naughty dog always cast amazing people to play bring their characters to life and i gotta say they did a fantastic job with this game and my experience for The Last of Us Part 1 was I only actually played that game, I believe, about a year and a half ago. So I, I finally played that game for the first time a year and a half ago. So I'm not really attached to the characters. I didn't grow up from 2013 playing this game multiple times. I've only beat it about one and a half times. So I'm maybe, maybe I'm, I have a different perspective on the two games. But I'm, you know, I'm not really attached to some of these characters. I really loved the first game. However, after I completed the second game I gotta say I really love this game a lot and I think this game is actually better than the very first game that's my 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 opinion on that it's not correct or anything like that but I just playing it the first time I I thought it was just fantastic I also being from Seattle and seeing a lot of the stuff in Seattle I, I, I freaking enjoyed that so much anyway uh, the combat here I th- is definitely improved from the first game. A lot of the uh, uh, hand-to-hand combat mechanics have been upgraded, so you can actually have uh, you can have brawling stuff here. You have a dodge mechanic in there that works really well, so you can get up close and personal with these zombies and be able to uh, take them down with your fist if you wanted to. Also, you can go prone in this one where you can crawl underneath cars and crawl underneath different tables and stuff like that to get to different environments and also uh, maybe sneak through different uh, areas to get up on 
up and close with your uh, your enemies to, so you can um, take them out silently, stuff like that. So that's a different, that's a cool mechanic as well. Another cool thing about the game was that you're playing as two different characters, Ellie and Abby, and they blow, both play definitely differently. Ellie is more uh, is really suited for the stealth takedown. She's not as uh, she's a little faster moving, where Abby's a little. You, it feels a little heavier to move her character. She's a little more. Uh, she's muscular and a little more built, and uh, cool to see that where they took the time to give the characters two different playing styles. So you have to think about how you're going to play with them. I definitely enjoy both the stories. For the you know first half of the game, you're really playing as Ellie, and you're. Uh, seeing her interactions with Tommy which is Joel's brother Dina which is the relationship you're kind of really sparking in this really um, this game also uh, Jesse as well as another character that uh, plays a little bit of part in her story I think they all interacted really well I didn't really to be honest I didn't really care about Dina's character in the beginning of the game too much um, near the end of the game I really felt attached to her character a lot and thought she really uh, had one of the most impactful uh, moments in this game for me, uh, this is one of the only. This is like the second game that actually made me tear up. I, the first one was Gears of War three, uh, with the Dom Santiago sacrifice scene. So this one uh, was very emotionally impactful. And I actually was thinking about it quite a lot. I reached out to my good buddy on Twitter, Zach Pope. He has a YouTube channel too. He loves this game as well. So check out his review on YouTube, Zach Pope Movie Reviews. Things I didn't really like about it too much was obviously I think some of the story in the middle does linger. I I think time-wise, I spent about 20 hours diving into the story and completing the game. Did all the collectibles the first run. I found all the workbenches, all the safes, all the training cards, all the coins, everything you needed to collect, the weapons, the the upgrades. I got all that. So I had to go back in a new game plus mode and get the uh, all the upgrades for your person, like all the... Uh, little like player upgrades and also upgrade all the weapons as well so gotta do that again so you know hopefully it's gonna go by a little faster because i know what i'm doing looking for and such so uh, also before i get too far ahead of myself i thought the world was really uh amazing for instance uh when you start off as abby in seattle you actually are in a century link field that's where the seahawks play and that's that was fantastic seeing uh the field of not a football stadium anymore it's a where people are living and having a very successful like little base there the football field it's like a, a pasture for cows and sheep and that's where they keep their the dogs as well and every layer of the stadium as you go higher and higher is like living quarters the cafeteria a gym uh, everything's really realized in this thing and actually probably what it would be look like in uh, if this ever this event ever did occur in Seattle, I thought that was really cool. And you, your first mission with Abby, you actually take off out of CenturyLink, and I, I looked back. I was like, I, well, I know what's next door to CenturyLink, and that is T-Mobile Park, where the Seattle Mariners play. Did they put that in the game? And I looked over, and you can actually see the, that stadium there too. Kind of bummed that we didn't go inside of that stadium. I would wondered what that would, stadium would look like because they're so close together. Would that have another base set up inside of it? It gives me a little, a little theory to think about. But really loved seeing that in there. Of course, we, I was noticing I was um, about a little over half. I was about 75% done with the game. I was like, I hadn't seen the Space Needle yet. The Space Needle is in this game. You don't go around it or anything. It's not like you can climb it like you did in Infamous Second Son. 
it was cool to see. It was a really cool shot because it was in a thunderstorm that you, that you see it. The visuals in this game was fantastic, and seeing that was just uh, breathtaking. Anyway, so let's, I'm going to start talking about some spoiler stuff. Uh, before I could start, I guess I, if I had to rate this game, it's really tough because for the movie side, we only give it four stars. So I'd probably give it, I'll go, uh, I'll probably give it a four. You know, maybe a three point seven five, really close to a four. Uh, it's it's a fantastic game for me. Yeah. So anyway, let's talk about the spoiler section here. So if you haven't played the game, make sure you head out. You know, thank you for listening. Make sure you drop a rate and review uh, this episode. This is just a bonus episode. This is a test run. So hopefully we can do more of these episodes in the future, diving into different uh, games or maybe rankings and stuff like that too. So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening on that. We're gonna be talking about spoilers right about. Now, all right, so let's dive into these spoilers. So, Abby, obviously, I think I kind of alluded to it, unfortunately, in my non-spoiler thing. This is what happens when it's a test run. Abby does kill Joel in a pretty brutal way right at the beginning of the game. Uh, a lot of people are upset by that. Like, Joel basically got ganged up on and got killed. So, I, I understand that people are upset because Joel was such an influential character in the first game. But did we not remember what happened in the first game? He killed hundred maybe hundred a hundred people in this hospital just to save Ellie because he loved Ellie so much I get that but that also when Ellie finds out that and finds out what Joel did in the game there's repercussions to his actions not only did he get killed by Abby the daughter of the doctor that was operating on Ellie he, Joel killed him Ellie is mad at Joel for saving her and killing all those people in that hospital that were pretty much innocent. And I understand that. I think that you make decisions in your life where you're going to have to get dirt on your hands, blood on your hands, whatever the case may be. And sometimes you have to make a, a tough decision. And, you know, Joel was not necessarily a good guy. He's done a lot of things that are shady at best there's several layers several shades of gray if you will and so i i totally get that a group would be after joel and wanting to kill him i also thought the group did a really good job not killing tommy and ellie you know honestly obviously that there will be upset too so maybe there's some repercussions there so they tracked him down that's why the ellie went after them and tommy went after them uh, so anyway, th- when you, as you're playing through Ellie up in Seattle, you're basically hunting down Abby, you're looking for Abby, and you come across a lot of her friends in this game, and you kill them pretty brutally as well, and there's a lot of violence in this one, a lot more violence than you got in the other game. And as you're playing through this, you kind of feel pretty heavy. You can see the character feeling the weight of her decisions, and also, it, it, it's quickly revealed that uh, Dina actually is carrying a baby of Jesse, which is another character uh, in this game. And uh, so she's pregnant, and she's up in Seattle. She didn't rec- disclose that before she left. She just, on the way up there, she realized, I'm kind of late. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of late on my period. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pregnant. And, you know, it does play into the ending of the game, which I thought was very beautiful. We'll get to that in a second. As Ellie is killing a lot of Abby's friends, you know, she starts slowly kind of losing it a little bit kind of not kind of losing yourself you're doing these heinous acts of violence and you're kind of getting disconnected to it in a sense Uh, however abby you feel your first impressions of her is she's a cold stoled killer however i think you there's a different side of her i think there's different perspective yeah you she has that kind of harsh you know 
mean exterior about her. However, I think there's also a softer spot. She does meet two of these uh, Seraphites, which they call Scars in this game, which is kind of like a, a, a more or less a religious cult type of thing. Uh, and they, they're they kind of also in f uh, feuding with the, um, Abby's group, which is the, um, I believe, the, F the WDL. WDL. Uh, the soldiers and stuff like that. So they're kind of feuding. However, uh, as Abby gets uh, ganged up by the Seraphites, uh, Yara and Lev, sorry, Yara and Lev uh, come into play in this thing and they team up with Abby. And they uh, Abby's basically escorting them to one point and building this relationship as well. You kind of really dive into Abby's character and realize maybe she's not as mean and as evil as you think she is. And you kind of, I, I, at least for me, it's like I didn't really get super attached to Abby. Uh, because it's the first time we're pl really playing as her, but I still really enjoyed the set pieces that she had in this game. That's where you really dive into Seattle's kind of like uh, the world, where you actually go to the, like the Seattle Aquarium, and that was really cool because I've been there. And you see the, the Ferris wheel, which is right on the pier as well in Seattle. And a lot of that stuff was just really well done. Those set designs, the set designer for this game was absolutely fantastic. I absolutely love that game. The actions that Ellie has caused in the first playthrough, you don't really see too much repercussions in the Abby playthrough because they're overlapped in time. It's not, a, it's a non-linear game. So as you're playing as Abby, I'm like waiting for like her to find out that some of her friends have died, but you don't really see that at all actually Abby's kind of in trouble with the main guy of her group as well because she didn't return but you don't really hear her finding out what happened to Nora for instance or anything like that so a lot of that is, it, was, it was kind of like okay that's kind of interesting how they're doing it and then at the very end you find out that you know Ellie at the end of her first playthrough you kill characters called Mel and Owen, and they're in a those two people characters are in a relationship. However, Owen was the is the ex boyfriend of Abby, so Abby still cares for her for him. And uh, when Abby walks returns to the aquarium, you know they find their dead bodies there. So obviously that sparks the whole like now we're gonna go figure out where Ellie is and beat her up as well. And I think that brings up to gripe number two for people that were really frustrated is during that sequence, you're still playing as Abby. And you're, you have to hunt down Ellie in this uh, theater and beat her up. And that was really kind of tough because you're more attached to Ellie in this game than you are Abby. And a lot of people don't want to play the person that tries to kill the character you're attached to. And I get that. However, you think about this from a, a film perspective. During a film, you have 120 minutes where you a director has to tell two different sides. You have to tell the villain's side of things and the protagonist's sides of things. So, imagine Star Wars, where you're just following Luke Skywalker the entire time, seeing his adventures, and you never see anything with Darth Vader. It's kind of like the same thing. Are we just supposed to believe that Ellie's going through Seattle by herself, no repercussions, no interaction with Abby until the very end? And then we're going to kill her. There's no weight to the choice that is ha that happens, a decision that happens, if we don't play as Abby as well. So people getting upset by that, I don't really understand why people are so upset with playing as the character. Granted, if I was probably designing the game, I would probably uh, you know, overlap some of the, the, the flashback sequences in the game maybe a little earlier, or maybe, maybe make it more of a linear game, maybe. But... 
having a time, you know, not a, not a linear time frame with the game. I think that it still worked really well. I still enjoyed my time. It didn't really take me out of it too much. I, I loved it. And as we're getting to the ending here uh, of the game, uh, the best choice for me too is that you know Dina does have the baby, and uh, there Ellie and her are living on the farm. They have, Abby is still alive. There's about 18 months have passed between the last interaction of Abby and Ellie, and Abby's last threat was, "I you better not, I better not see your face again." And a very ominous threat. Basically, Abby's going to go after her, and you know. Ellie just still can't let it go. She's still suffering from PTSD of what happened to Joel. And Tommy comes back and says, Hey, I think I might have found where Abby is. And she's in Santa Barbara, California. So you would have to travel from Jackson, Wyoming to Santa Barbara, California, basically on a horse or foot. So it's going to take a months to get there. It's going to take a long time to get there. Uh, and Dina says, no, we're done with that life. You know, if you leave, we're done. And it's really tough, man. Like, you know, but all, if, it's crazy because as I'm thinking about this, I'm relating to it a lot because a lot of times, you know, you look back in your past and you just can't let something go. You're thinking about things about like, if I can, go, if I go talk to that person or if I go change this one thing, you know, I, I, I would fix it. I would get take care of it. But you're also throwing away the life that you have now and the dream of a future with whatever you're doing, whoever you're with. You're throwing that away as well. That was very powerful to me. I thought about that. I was like, man, like she threw away this dream life with Dina and JJ, uh, their baby. And she threw that away because she couldn't let what Abby did to Joel, her the only father figure in her life, away. Even though she went up to Seattle and destroyed a lot of Abby's life, a lot of her her friends are dead now as well, and Abby's not the same character anymore. But you know, Ellie technically, like I said, doesn't know that she just sees red. So Ellie, of course, travels to Santa Barbara, and you see, you play as Abby one last time in Santa Barbara as well. But she gets taken, she gets captured. Her and Lev gets take captured by this group called the Rattlers. And you don't really know too much about the Rattlers, but I, it does set up the, a bigger world that there's more factions and groups out there as well. So I thought that was pr a pretty um, bold thing for Naughty Dog to do, introducing a brand new faction where you don't really know what they're about too much um, at all. So. Really cool. You find a little bit more from the collectibles here, I guess. But anyway, he cuts back to Ellie, and come to find out, they've got she got captured months ago. Abby got captured months ago, and Ellie's just now getting there. Tracks down where she's at, and when she, Ellie does find Abby, it's it's not too pretty. Like Abby is pretty uh, beat up. Lev is pretty beat up. Uh, they were caught, you know, trying to escape, so they. There's repercussions to your actions in the Rattlers. You know, they put them on these these spikes to basically just by the water, and they have to die on those spikes, I guess. But, you know, Ellie does save them, but Ellie can't let it go. I think in this moment here, I kind of realized that Abby's ending threat of I better not see her face again didn't really mean what it meant back when they first met 18 months ago. Or I guess that took probably two years since they last saw each other, most likely, time frame-wise. She probably was trying to move on with her life. You know, yeah, you killed all my friends. You killed this guy that I loved. 
but I'm in, I'm enjoying my life now. I, I, I got to do the, what I can right now and live in this moment, then focus on what's in the past. And it's good contrast between the two characters because Ellie is living in the past. Like she has to like avenge the death of Joel. At the end of the day, Ellie doesn't kill Abby. She lets uh, she sees a vision of Joel and she lets Abby go. A lot of people are frustrated that you don't kill Abby. However, I feel like it would have made Ellie even more disconnected. Because sometimes, you know, if you actually go through with something pretty despicable, you really don't feel too much better afterward. You think you do, but you don't. Uh, and that's what people say in movies. If you go kill this person, you're not going to feel any better. You can't get that person back. You're not going to get the person back. You're just still going to feel like the loss. And I think maybe that's what... Ellie realized uh, there's another time jump and she's back on the farm and you see in her like two of her fingers are cut off her pinky and her um, her ring finger are cut off and you're focusing on that but and you walk out to the farm and the farmhouse where Dina and JJ and her Ellie lived is completely empty and you go upstairs to where this like studio where's where Ellie did a lot of painting and all Ellie's stuff is in that room and she plays the guitar which the music and guitars are very um prominent in this game because that's something that Ellie and Joel connected over and she plays the guitar and it's uh and that's basically pretty much how it ends she you do see a shot where she actually leaves in the guitar you can see that the the guitar and in, in the background you can see Ellie kind of walking off but my thing was I felt I felt it feels it's you feel sad for Ellie in a way there's two ways to look at it you feel sad for Ellie because she gave up the life of Dina gave up this perfect life with Dina just to go seek something that she really didn't get satisfaction in hindsight anyway and she lost probably lost a love in Dina and that's that was like wow that's where I cheered up I thought Dina made a really good smart decision she left she's like I'm not waiting around and most likely she went to Jackson a lot of her family was there. there's a letter collectible that's on the dining room table of Jesse's parents saying hey if you need a place to say you know we want to be a part of the baby's life type of thing there's always a place for you here I thought it was cool. But as I'm looking back, this ending was really powerful to me. I, I, I thoroughly loved it. Anyway, that's me rambling for 33 minutes about The Last of Us Part 2. There's so much I want to say about this game. I don't want to start repeating myself too much here. I know, like I said, this is a test run for this. But I really appreciate you guys sticking around, listening to me ramble about The Last of Us Part 2. Let me know what you guys think about The Last of Us games. Hit me up on Twitter at Adam Sideways. I would love to hear your takes on The Last of Us 2. Did you guys like it? Did you not like it? Let me know on Twitter right now. I'll put a poll up um, as well, and maybe you guys can vote on it there. So your regularly scheduled movie-related content will be coming back as soon as possible. The guys are going to be reviewing the new film, The Rental, which you can find on Amazon or any VOD service you guys have. And I'll also be breaking down the top 10 Sorry, the top five 2010s movie deaths. Now, these could be movie kills, movie deaths, funerals, whatever the case may be. However, the guys depict or interpret this list that Todd gave us. They're going to give you their top five, and they're going to be guessing my list. What is on my list? Could it be the death of Star Wars? Who knows? But what I won't be on the list is, unfortunately, The Last of Us 2 which I thoroughly loved. I love this game. I highly recommend it on PlayStation 4. Go play it if you haven't already. I highly encourage you guys to do so. Anyway, till next time, 
Actually, wait, let's do a quote of the day. I'm going to quote my quote of the day is from the weekend in uncut gyms. I only perform with blacklight. Anyway, guys, with that said, I will see you guys later and have a great day. Bye-bye. We could have killed you. Maybe you should have. PlayStation.